Welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast providing commentary on the latest in film, TV, games, and comics. My name is Todd Stoll, and I'm joined by 25-year veteran reporter covering pop culture, video games, and technology for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski. This is going to be awesome. We're okay. Gonna, we're going to flip-flop through this like a couple of dead fish. Yeah, and your point being? In the uh, National Mall... Oh, yikes. That was bad. <laughs> LG pool. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Who cares? So I took a look. We're just going to dive right in. Do it. Director Guy Ritchie decided he had to retell the King Arthur story. So King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, came out um, to an underwhelming response. Why didn't he just call it King Arthur colon? Guy Ritchie. Excalibur. They could have done that. Cause then it, but it would have confused people. Because there's already an Excalibur yeah. out, which is amazing. Well, that's, that's probably the benchmark of Arthur films, right? If you're going to watch a King Arthur film and take the time, you're going to watch John Borman's Excalibur. It just, just speaks to the state of the movie and television industry when they can't leave well alone. There are films that are iconic that should not be remade and should not be Death redone. Wish. <laughs> yeah. Um, we can go on any tangent you want here because this film was was just not great. You don't think Death Wish is going to be good? I think Death Wish is it'll be awesome because I, I know Bruce Willis in that yeah, kind of film. I'm excited that's for his, that. That's his wheelhouse. I'm excited right? for it. But, I mean... Look at, like, RoboCop, right? Oh, they God. They killed the remake yeah. of it. Total Recall, I didn't like. No. Colin um, Farrell's version. Uh, Judge Dredd, which was unnecessary to do another one. Although people really kind of said they liked the new one. And I didn't really like it Got that much. Got kind of cult classic status. Yeah. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Had its own problems. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Uh, you know, I'm what I'm really glad about is that there are some franchises that the director, who also, was also the writer, has the rights to it. So, like, Back to the Future. I don't think you're going to see... Please don't do that. I don't think you're going to see that because Zemeckis has said no. That would be terrible. It would... It would tragic. It would kill me. Right. You can't do that movie. And... There's just so many movies and TV shows that are being redone. Like Miami Vice. They're doing that again. Baywatch. Bomb. <sighs> that, well, that was never a movie, though. No. TV series. Was I guess t- that's a whole other... Right. It would be like taking The Walking Dead in five years and redoing it. Right. For no apparent reason other than a cash grab. I mean, and I think this movie, this King Arthur movie, suffers the same fate. It's like... Where's the originality? Like, where is something new and unique? Well, I didn't read enough about it, but apparently these studios were just... Warner was so enamored with this project, they were going to flight six of these. So the first problem with this film is it's expecting that there will be more films. Mm. So, for example, you don't see Merlin. You see an assistant to Merlin. It's a female mage who helps... Uh, oh, who helps Arthur. You, they totally, I don't know how much you know about Arthurian legend, and obviously I don't think I know as much <laughs> either. Mordred, who's like an evil wizard yeah. in it, eventually challenges Arthur at the end of Excalibur. 
Right. Which is following with T.H. White's Once and Future King. Mm -hmm. In this film, he shows up in the first part immediately. He's aligning with Uther Pendragon's brother, uh, played by Jude Law. Uh, Eric Bana is King Pendragon. And, and they kill Mordred like five minutes and ten minutes into the movie. Right. Which completely blows the canon. But since he's a wizard, I guess he could come back. But since no one's going to go see another one of these films, I guess he's I, not coming I back. I can't imagine they're going to do another one. So anyway, Arthur grows up as kind of a... He he's, he's, grows up in a brothel. And he's kind of a thieving, wise-cracking, wise guy in... Lond- Londinium. Is this, is this supposed to be like lock, stock, and two smoking barrels, but set in the days of King Arthur? It's like hell on wheels. <laughs> There's a lot of, um, you know, I, I don't want to waste too much time on this. I think maybe you already have. Yeah. And at one point, they really do something that bugs me. And they the there's this great um, creature that 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 fights Arthur at one point. And do you remember Frank Frazetta's Death Dealer painting? Yeah. It's this this skull-like monstrosity on a horseback. <laughs> awesome. Right? Is that something that... Is, is, so... But it, they rip it off totally and put, put this creature in there. Oh. You know? The guy's got the big sickle, you know, the whole... Right. Right. So oh. that's in the movie. So did somebody just, like, just completely yeah. lift it? I don't know. And then you know how Guy Ritchie has a habit of, like, fast editing scenes? Yes. Like in Sherlock? Yes. And Man from Uncle? Yes. He does that here. Oh. Which really just doesn't make... I mean, let's face it. Those sword fights and these major battles weren't exactly fast. So if you like Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and Lady Hawk, then go watch those movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, Game of Thrones is a TV show, but because it doesn't matter, right? It go, acts like go a movie. Watch it. It right. acts like a movie. Um, so, so I've been trying to think about this since you've been talking. What movies do you think they've actually done a decent job of rebooting? Man. I mean, I can think of one: Star, Star Trek. Wars. Star. Well, Star. Well, Star, Star Wars. Star Wars isn't is a reboot. I wouldn't say it's a reboot. I feel like. Enough people cared so passionately about that franchise, right. they were going to do it right. And I think Star Trek, to some extent, you couldn't continue with the same actors. Like they're, they're just too old. I think Star War, Star Trek's a great example. It's, it's a good example. But I'm trying to think, like, you know, there there's all these different things that they're now developing franchises around. You know, multi-film arcs. Marvel's done a decent job, but again, Marvel's all sort of oh, like... The thing they've done with Spider-Man is just makes me sick. Or where they just spun Spider-Man off into a separate thing? And they... and they No, and where they keep rebooting Spider-Man. Right, but they just announced that... What is it called? It's like Black Air, black and Silver. There's like now a, a, a breakaway from Spider-Man and another movie coming out. It was right. just announced today. I didn't get a chance to read it fully. Carnage, Venom? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. no it's something else. Okay. We'll touch upon it when we come back. I'll look it up. But They I just, remade the thing. It was terrible. Well, the only I one that... Lo- with these. What about It? That has promise. Yes. And that, yes, only because the TV series was so bad. Yeah, but the film was iconic. Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. Terrible. I, I got a list. Evil Dead? 
Wait, didn't they re- they remade Evil Dead, right? No, 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 they no, didn't. No, 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 no. They turned it into a cool TV show. Right. And that was okay. Um, Carrie was a mistake. Yep, big mistake. I'm glad that I'm glad they didn't try to redo the original Exorcist. Arthur was the worst. Which one with was that one? The original with Dudley Moore and Liza oh, Minnelli. Right, right, right. Oh. And they bring brought back that actor that I don't even know his name anymore. It's it's just gone. He was a comedian. Uh I don't care. Doesn't matter. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Brutal. No you point. You can't take Gene Wilder and reimagine him. Right. You just can't do it. It's like it it, it would be it would be like taking a movie like Home Alone, which at the time was so beloved, and saying, oh, you know what? It's been 20 years. Let's do it again. Right. I'll throw props at Planet of the Apes. Yeah. I think the current series right now but is, again, is I think, better. I think they have people who are passionate about doing it right and paying homage to the originals and really taking the time and being methodical with it. And I think you have a lot of franchises that just don't care. It's they get cash a, grabs. They, well, they get a director in who's maybe not passionate about it, but they throw a ton of money at him. Like we're going to talk in a second about Guardians of the Galaxy too. Right. James Gunn created these characters. You know, like he wrote these things, and and it's a passion project. Can you imagine in twenty years if they remade Guardians with somebody else who didn't care or maybe just wanted to do it to say that they did it? It just doesn't work. Now. I would say like one that was probably okay was Magnificent Seven. I thought that one was okay. Yeah. It, it wasn't as good as the original, no. but I thought it was. It wasn't disrespectful, right? And it wasn't. It wasn't something that you know took away from the original. Um, and I think that that's the challenge. And I think, you know, again, I like to talk about Ghostbusters, but even Ivan Reitman was pretty clear about we totally botched this and didn't pass the torch. And if we had done that. And, right. and actually, like, set it up like that. Maybe not as a remake, but more as, like, a, you know, an extension of the universe. It may have been well-received. There's a million ways they could have done that. There's it would a, have been better. But there's a million ways they could have done that with other movies. Like, like um, uh, not um, Demolition Man, right? Didn't they just redo that? Not Demolition Man. Um, what's the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he ends up on Mars? Total Recall. Total Recall. Yeah. They just redid that, and it was awful. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, I don't get it. Now, an example of taking a beloved movie and expanding upon it, how about Fargo? How about and that? And that's a rare event. And that's, again, but I think that's somebody who loves it. And, and I just don't... I Guy just, Ritchie's doing a live-action Aladdin Oh no! <laughs> That's right. So get well, ready for yeah, that. Yeah, there's another live action um, Disney movie coming out. Well, they just did Beauty and the Beast, right? right? And but and and it's another one. And again, we'll do our research better when we come back from the break because since remember. I had no idea what we were talking about when Be- we went into this in the first. So before place. we go, um, and we're going to talk about this more when when the 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 Blu-ray and the 4K come out. But I do want to touch upon and just excite you a little bit about Guardians. So I got the digital edition, and I'm very—I've not—I'm going to wait to watch the movie until you watch it, because I've already seen it in theaters. Sure, but the special features—I'm blown away with. I'm very excited, and I hope they actually have more on the physical media. But they've got the full commentary. They've got 
all these backstories about how they reintroduce these characters. There's a lot with showing the actors on their, uh, you know, their wire harnesses, like kind of sure how they're filming that. There's a scene. (laughs) There's one where the gag reel. It's stupid. (laughs) Um, It's it's unnecessary. Um, But there's one part where. um, Kurt Russell is standing there and they've got a camera on a zip line and it's supposed to stop right in front of him and it gets a little too close Uh-oh. and he like looks over and he was like that wasn't supposed to get that close like looking a little annoyed right. but they threw it in there because it's sort of like crazy stuff that's cool but the one thing that I will say that I think you're really going to like and I won't spoil it too much but there is a segment where apparently they went in before they even shot the movie and they had the music ready and they had some of the orchestral um, tracks so that when they're acting, they're playing the music in the background for the actors. Oh, to that react would be to. exciting. And it's, it's a that's cool way different. That's way different. And apparently right. like there's some really emotional scenes where they're playing the music and they talk about how like it was a lot easier to get into the headspace of it. Oh, that's cool. You're going to love it. I mean, I'm super excited. Well, you just gave me the roundup. Yeah. Okay. But I I hope there's more. I mean, again, it's hard to fit stuff on iTunes extras, but um, I can't imagine they're not going to just stick this thing completely full of exciting stuff to watch. We'll see if it's going to be on the 4K disc right. or if it'll be on the Blu-ray. Right. But on that note, that was a good waste of time. I'm glad we were Thank able to you. put something together. Because you know what? I barely reviewed that movie. Because so. you know what? There haven't really been any good releases in the past no, two weeks. it's coming. That's why it's we took last bad. week off. There's a there's, lot coming. There's nothing. Yep. So we'll be back, and we'll fill the time with something else. Sure. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. Yeah, that doesn't always work, does it? Taking naps in the middle of the day doesn't always work. No, because there's like a critical point, right? And I don't know what, for me, it's about like the 61-minute mark. If you hit that mark and I try and get up, it's over. Yeah. It's the day shot. Oh yeah, twenty minutes. Maybe you can get away with that. No, this was this was this a was while. a long one. I was dead to the world. Right, it wasn't good. So speaking you, of dead to the world, you got to play. You I got, got to, to play, play uh, a new and I really love games like this. I don't get a chance to play these enough, but this is a real time strategy game um, based on World War II battles, and it's Sudden Strike Four, and they've all been about World War II with these guys. And this one is for the first time, I believe, on PS4. And you know what? It's really addictive, and I've wasted an enormous amount of time playing this game, and I've barely dented it. You so can, are you playing it on PS4, or are you still I'm playing, playing it, it on... on PS4, which has its own problems. I don't know if you've ever played a real-time strategy game on an entertainment console, but the ability to try and uh, wrangle in troops and units and try and get them moving in one direction. And it's a lot easier with a mouse and a keyboard. Mm. Well, so, it's, it's the same thing, I think, on an iPhone, right? Right. Like especially, so with the real-time strategy, are you using other players in the game or are you just using... So you're just using what's available. I'm playing through... There is a multiplayer mm-hmm. you can play, but I'm just sticking with the... Um, campaigns got it and you can play german american and soviet you can play and as that as yes, that side yeah oh, that's crazy um there's seven 
missions per campaign, and the kind of missions you're getting are um, some of the big ones like Battle of the Bulge and that kind of stuff. But then they go into ones that are um, a little more detailed. There was a, a Battle of Sedan in May 1940. Now that was when the Third Reich invaded France early in the war. And they had to sneak through the Ardennes Forest, which no one expected for some reason. The entire French army decided that they weren't going to cover that. And instead they, they pushed into um, another area to try and cut off the, French, uh, the Third Reich. It didn't work. So um, that's why France fell so quickly, mm-hmm. partially. Okay, And that was the battle, basically, that ended with Dunkirk, where the, the Germans pinchered and right. pushed them toward the sea, to the so English Channel. is Dunkirk in this game? It's not. This battle is, though, the hmm. precursor to it. Um, it's probably not a bad thing, considering the movie coming out. It would have been a little weird to yeah. have that battle as yeah. well. I wonder if they did that purposefully. I don't know, but but what's great about the game is there's lots of um, tanks that are from the era and weapons and artillery and soldiers, and they all talk while they're running around screaming and shooting in their languages, and, and it's it's really a fun game. So what do you do? Like what is So what, what I do is, first of all, to start start the game, you pick your mission, then you pick a commander, and each commander has their own kind of special attributes. So you can pick Patton, or you can pick Zukov from the uh, Soviets, and they'll give you extra, like, Patton allows your tank men to open their hatch and look further across the, the fog of war. Mm. You know what I mean? That field where you can't right. quite see. Um, so that's great. The detail to the battles is really impressive. Like, at one point, you can have Sherman tanks that are modified to burst through hedgerows, these stone hedgerows, which actually happened when they were fighting in Normandy and trying to retake France. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty great stuff. Um, If you have to give your tanks gasoline, there's a supply truck that's hanging out on the side where a guy will come out. And fill Put you up. gasoline in the tank and splash liquid all over the place. And you can see this. These are like little microscopic toy soldiers, if you, if you will. Right. But you can see the detail enough to know what's going on. Hmm. Um, it's really a lot of fun. Now, if war can be fun, this is the, the fun kind of war that so, you want to play. So how accurate is it? I mean, have they, are they historically they visited, accurate? It's historically accurate. They visited the, the terrain. Um, I'm going to butcher this, but I'll do it anyway. Now, when we go back to the Ardennes Forest, one of the reasons the troops, um, the French troops, avoided kind of that area was because there was this line from World War One that was the Marginaux Line, which was a bunch of these cement bunker encasements along um, the German mm-hmm. border. Mm-hmm. So they didn't think anywhere in hell they would be able to get through that kind of stuff. So what happens is when you play the game, you're able to go into that area and actually blow up a couple of those bunkers. And the bunkers do look like the marginal line bunkers. Wow. Now, the reason I know that is because while I was playing the game, I was watching on Netflix a, um, a six-part series called um, 
Apocalypse, the Second World War from the Smithsonian Channel, hmm. and where they took a bunch of footage and it was color, or they colorized a bunch of footage also. And they cover a lot of these battles that I'm playing. I mean, for me, I really am an amateur historian of World War II, and I just love playing games like this. So, so let me ask you this then. You talked about colorization. How do you feel about that with historical items and you see it colorized? You know... Because people have a very definitive opinion on this. I didn't find when they colorized... Watch, watch this turn. I didn't find when they colorized the Three Stooges that that was a really good idea. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not sure the colorization of um, concentration camps and stuff like that is really a good idea. Well, it's also like you've seen the picture of like Lincoln on the battlefield, yeah, and they colorized right. it. How do you know that that's the you, the color? You can't, right? There's no way. I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's weird. It's black and white for a reason. Adding color to it seems to, at least for me, it kind of, in this weird way, makes it like Hollywood, and it and it and it it diminishes the historical importance of it. Right. I want to see. With I want to see it shot. By the person who shot it, not modified for 21st century, like, Instagram, you know? Right, right. So, but it's still, like, the fact that there's accuracy in this game, and it's not completely right. somewhat made up. My, my only beef is the control scheme is kind of tough to get used to. If you can get used to it, you're good. I was, I was trying to get a bunch of Soviet tanks across a frozen lake. And I had a formation moving, and my tank, a couple of my tanks fell into the water because they weren't smart enough or intuitive enough to know to avoid it, mm. which was kind of a drag when you're shooting, you know, across the, right. you know. Um, stuff like that happens occasionally. Or if a trooper can't get around where you think he should get, he'll go all the way around. It'll take a long time. To, and by the time this game, the thing about this game is there's lots of enemies hidden in the fog of war. So if you're couple of troops are moving around the outside, no chance. Right. They're done. You're They're done. picked off. So what about when your tank is being fueled? Is it Does it take the same amount of time it would take to fuel a tank, or is it sped it's, up? It's sped up. Okay. It's quick. Yeah, it's, same not like, thing. it's not like you're sitting there, and it's like, ding, one, <laughs> ding, Well, two. it dings, but it doesn't. it's not that bad. Okay. I mean, that's a bit of an assumption in the game. What's, what's the blood and gore factor? Uh, there are bloody spots all over. There's guys screaming for medics, and if you can get a medic handy, you can actually save the guy. Um, I never saw any limbs get blown off of any of the soldiers or anything like that. When the tanks blow up, it is a hell show. I mean, they go off, and it, it really looks like a tank went off. Hmm. The sounds are great. I highly recommend enjoying this game. If you're a World War II fan and you like real-time strategy, I enjoyed it. Cool. You'll probably love it more on PC but I'll deal with PS4 because it's comfortable. I wonder if it's any different on the Xbox, like in terms of the And they didn't schema. release it on Xbox. Oh. So it's only on PS4 and the PC. Hmm. It's 59 bucks. It's rated teen. And uh, Calypso Media and Kite Games, Sudden Strike 4, you will learn something and you will enjoy it. Well, you also told me the other day that you kept going back and researching stuff, too, to see if it was accurate. That's right. So, see, that's something a normal human might not do, but I bet you they will yeah. if, they, if they see something. I mean, if I watch a movie and I want to know who the yeah. actor is, yeah. I'll go look them up There's, on IMDb. They show diaries in this. They show setups and what they talk about the general biographies. I mean, it's all good. Nice. Great stuff.
cool. All right. We'll do one more of these, and then uh, we'll call it. So we'll do that. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. So I've got some stuff we can talk about. We've got some trailers that have come out here that we haven't talked about in a while. Okay. So I'm going to throw a couple at you and you tell me if you've seen them or not. Uh, the the Darren Aronofsky mother with Jennifer Lawrence. Did you see that? No. <laughs> looked really weird. Not a fan. Uh, Death Wish. You watched that one, right? I did watch that yeah, one. I'm, I'm, it's exactly what I would have expected from a Death Wish movie. What about Naked on Netflix? No. Where where it's uh, Marlon Wayans and he it's like Groundhog Day. Every day he wakes up and he's naked over and over again. No. No, not no, interested. It's a pass. Did you see the trailer for Goodbye Christopher Robin? No. It looks pretty good. Okay. Um <laughs> Ant-Man and Wasp? I didn't even know there was a trailer for that. They yet. just had an announcement. Okay. It was more than anything. Um Dark Tower, which did terrible. They keep doing TV spots to try to get people interested in it. The Emoji Movie, same thing. Apparently, I guess it's time for Close Encounters of the Third Kind to have its anniversary. Yeah. When is that? It's the 40th anniversary of the movie, right? Right. Uh, we'll take a look at the 4K. Yeah, it's, com- it it's coming soon. So they've got a re- release for that. Uh, you know, they've another uh, trailer release for it. The The sort of the... The final, or the first full-length trailer, I should say. The movie that I'm actually kind of interested in, but I think it's going to really probably not be very good, is The Hitman's Bodyguard with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson. Comedy? Yeah. <laughs> but with guns. <laughs> oh, and it, and it, Another buddy cop flick? But it's, it's hard, hard, hard R. Yeah. And not, not really buddy comedy. I, I mean, that didn't go so well for Kevin Smith. Uh, Detroit did not live up to expectations. No, it didn't. And so they were putting stuff out again. Uh, Bright, that's the that one. I'm kind of excited for. That's the Will Smith one that takes place with like fairies. It's like set in modern day, but his his um, his partner is. Kind of looks like the guy. Uh, um, Alienation. No, he looks like the guy from um, the Emoji uh, Movie, Suicide Squad, <laughs> the Killer Croc. Yeah. Looks a little bit like him, but okay. the premise is is that they find this person who's a criminal or who's a criminal, and she has a magic wand, and with it comes all this power. And he's and they're police officers. He's a police officer. It's on Netflix. It's right. Like Will Smith's full length feature movie on Netflix. Is it out yet? No, but the trailer for it, I'm. I really hope it's it's good because if the trailer is any indication of it, it might be. And it might be one of these sci-fi Will Smith movies that actually does pretty well. So I'm I'm kind of excited right. for that one. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, of course. That's a winner. That's going to be a huge winner. What did you think about Ready Player One? <laughs> I beg your pardon? Did you watch it? No. Okay. I don't think it's going to be very good. I don't even know what that is. Oh, you've never heard of Ready Player One? No. Okay. Did you see the trailer for the Lego Ninjago movie? No. Who cares? Come on. What about Justice League, the Comic-Con sneak peek? <sighs> I am so not sold on that movie. I don't care who's directing it. 
and I don't like Joss Whedon anymore, so... What? Starship Troopers, Traitor of Mars? All right, it's animated. Don't worry about it. Starship Troopers is? Yeah. It's going to be animated. Doesn't look it to me. Are you sure? No, I don't know. Kingsman, the Golden... Uh, what is it? That could be good. Did you watch the first one? Yeah. I didn't get a chance to see it. How was it? Really? It was great. Did you like it? Kind of violent, but it was great. Well, it's okay. Brigsby Bear looks pretty interesting. The Disaster Artist, that's already getting Oscar buzz for James Franco and Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird world we live in. Mary Poppins Returns. Uh Wind River, which actually that's the Jeremy Renner movie. It's out now. I hear it's really good, but it's it's uh, you know not in a lot of places. Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Stranger Things season two, yeah, so much stuff. I don't even know how to handle it all. So so what's coming up in Blu Ray this week? Uh, I'm Al- looking Alien Covenant, right? That's gonna be there. They just got a release date for Wonder Woman. It'll be in September. There's a whole bunch of television stuff coming out, like Blacklist, Supergirl, Green Arrow, Flash. I'm going to be completely caught up in that mess for a while. I'm watching Supergirl right now. Have you watched Supergirl yet? Supergirl Season 2. I built one of the original Supergirl websites. For which one? The old Supergirl TV show? No, they did this thing where... um before they announced the show, a few years before they announced the show, they did this thing where it was like empowering uh, young girls. Um, okay. I think it was like a STEM initiative, but it was branded Supergirl. Um, yeah. I also built the Gossip Girl blog. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Who was in Gossip Girl? I don't even remember. Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Really? Uh, Which one was Callista Flockhart in? The one with the dancing baby. Okay. Are we killing time now, officially? No. <laughs> no, I just... That one went really weird and really sideways. <laughs> I feel like that was my fault on that one. Yeah, I think you threw a curveball yeah. there. So It was almost a plug, but I'm not quite sure what you were plugging. But I don't know. A lot of people, for some reason, uh, especially people who are younger than me, who really watched Gossip Girl, are somehow completely enamored by the fact that I built the WordPress blog for it. <laughs> well... I don't know. That was one of the first, that was during the time when that wasn't an amazing and an, an interesting thing to do, right? No. Not too many blogs out there, or they they were at the cusp of creating yeah. new web. Yeah, and look where it's gotten and us. Look where it's gotten us. Takeover ads, pop-ups, <sighs> Google, Google, Google who wants a free and open internet but wants to tell you how to how to use it. That's right. Yeah. So there's that. How about that uh, Game of Thrones? How's that live chat working out for you? Are you really into it on Communities Digital News? It is. I think it's going to be a big one this week. Yeah. We've got new software. We're using a different company. Nice. And um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And Well, and you just had a pretty explosive episode last That's week. That's right. So the aftermath of that is going to be pretty ridiculous. Yep. We're still trying to figure out what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean... But I think there's like two episodes left and the season's over. No. I thought it was two episodes left and they took a hiatus for the... I still until can't the figure out what they're doing. I mean... I can't imagine that is a an easy production. They've got to ha- they have like five different production teams, right? Because they're right. shooting in all these different locations. Piecing that all together without a final book, <laughs> and going off of probably like crib notes from right. Oh, it's got to be R- terrible. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah. How? What's going to happen when the book comes out and it doesn't? And it doesn't match. People are going to be livid, right? Or are they going to? Are they going to be understanding? And aren't his books like ten thousand pages long? So it's well, gonna be... he's like a year and a half beyond his deadline, right? So I don't know. I got to catch up. I'm a little behind on it. I've been really, really into Twin Peaks, and I'm having a hard time breaking away from it. It's that's fair enough. Eighteen one-hour episodes. Phew. It is. Beyond bonkers crazy, but I can't get enough of it. It's so original and just so... It's such a mind screw-up that uh, I sometimes am at the end of it, and I'm like, I either want more or I just ask the question, what the hell did I just watch? But it's great. Well, we just finished The Good Wife, and it was really weird to see Negan in love with Alicia Florrick, the lawyer. Speaking of Negan... There's apparently that rumor that he might be doing the, I forget the the Flashpoint Flashpoint universe, universe where he's where like he's... evil Batman. Yeah, and his wife, Mrs. Wayne, is is the Joker, or something like that. Well, yeah, but she's also um, from Walking Dead. She's Maggie. That's right. <laughs> so that's a little weird, but you know whatever works, we'll I guess. It, yeah. I mean, it could be a cool. Could be a cool way to do it. That's all I've got this week. All right. Me too. Next week we're off. I am uh, uh, eclipse hunting. So Where's when, that going to be? Uh, I will be somewhere near the Tennessee-Kentucky border for totality. <laughs> well, enjoy that. So, and, and for God's sakes, don't get shot or killed. So, okay? Well, I will make sure I've watched enough Justified to know you don't go into haulers in Kentucky. Right. You probably stay away from Lexington. You definitely don't go to Harlan County. So uh, these are places I know not to go. Send your letters to Todd Stowell. That's no, just what it says. I'm, you know, I'm going to be stereotypical in that I've only watched Justified and I don't know much about Kentucky. Okay. Other than, hopefully, there's actually an eclipse to see and the weather cooperates. And so you'll we'll, be sitting in a hole somewhere yes. in the middle of a forest. So we'll be back in two weeks with Alien Covenant oh, and yeah. probably Guardians, Guardians of the, of the Galaxy. Galaxy. And a whole slew of other things to get caught up on. My name is Todd Stowell. My name is Alicia Florick. Who, who is that? <laughs> you know what? Look it up. Alicia Florick. Okay. Good wife. I just brought it up. And check us out on the brand new ZadzooksHappyHour.com. Yeah. Along with it's iTunes. It's a really slick website you put and together. all these other things. Thank we're, you. We're just out there. And right. Please listen. Somebody's got to listen. If you can even accidentally listen, it would yeah. be worth it. Yeah. You know. And You're going to run across and this And you know what? We're going to, as soon as trailers come out, we're going to put gonna them there. We're going to post them up there. Anything breaking on toys or games or anything we'll like that, we're going to let there. you know about it. So it's your one-stop shop for us at least being more informative than we are when we do this podcast. <laughs> wow. That's right. The end. The end.